My dad doesn't like me, but I'm going to do this anyway, and we're going to steal plans and empire, and we're going to die, and I'm going to kiss you, but I'm not going to like it. You know me, I like my evil movies. It's in my thoughts and prayers, you see. <laughs> if you've listened to this show, you know that we're all about that grease. Poop fertilizer, or who knows what. You have no middle ground whatsoever. Gore, horror, and Disney. Movie yeah, a little, little bit of math. Nothing, nothing wrong with a little bit of math. You're broken. You're just a broken person. Another one for the records. That's a that's a lovely plant you got there, sir. <laughs> oh, you're you're gonna get nice and cozy with it too. He said he'd be ready. He was not yep. ready. <laughs> uh, oh, do I look great though? Oh, you look fantastic. I mean, you look Just... like uh, Clark Kent. Fucked Clark Kent. You got the double curl, <laughs> one going each way. yep just hair all over the place oh did you get in a fight did you win the mugging is that that's (laughs) (laughs) oh no (laughs) i mean you're drinking water i'm drinking coffee and i got three other drinks beside me (laughs) oh i'm i'm sitting on our shoe stand Oh, yeah. I love Florida shows. Love it. Oh, yeah. And the, the new mic, we're rocking the new mic today. So <laughs> it's it's a Joe Univo. That's the brand, Joe Univo. Sweet. I, yeah. Huh? Joe Univo. <laughs> oh, just, yeah. Had a big breakfast, which kind of, kind of moved... Moved the Mexican from last night down, <laughs> uh-huh. well, down the food down the food chain. <laughs> uh-huh. I, oh, I've been up since like two thirty. Um, just because uh, you know they didn't put the water bowl away, so the one dog kept drinking water and had to go out every hour. And then the kid came down at four o'clock. And was like, ah, oh, I can't sleep. Like, Guess we're watching Bond movies. That's what oh. we're doing. Oh, and then the dog got to go out I'm like. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I'm getting rid of this coffee. Oh, is it good? I mean, who cares? Uh, when you oh. when you're as tired as I am, who cares? I wor- I worked Oh, I guess we'll get right into it. Uh I worked Yeah. over 30 hours in 2 days. And that Ooh. pales in comparison to what my coworkers are doing. What what I put nope. in, I got mad overtime last week. And riding home from the job site with one of my, one of the guys, he was like, oh, really? Well, I got, well, I didn't, I wasn't bragging or anything. I wasn't even talking about it. He just said, oh, this is how many hours I got this week. I was like, huh, you worked a full week on top of what I worked and I got crazy overtime. Wow. It's been nuts. Yeah. I, yeah. So, so are you can explain a little bit what's going on. I, I, we've been, we've been instructed to not give out details about stuff just because lawyers and whatnot, but, uh, uh, yeah, we've been dealing with, uh, here's, I'll I'll keep it vague, but you know a little bit about it. Yeah. We've been dealing with an emergency utility situation, uh, around Cleveland. 
Uh, let's put it that way. And uh, here's where my bitch sesh comes in. It's not about the hours I've been working because we're getting fucking paid. It's not about the work because we've got so much going on that it is flying by. It's about the people that originally fucked the job up. The people that originally did the job. My God in heaven. We are so scrutinized for everything we do for this company. Uh, not my company, the, co- the company that my the company that my company does work for. Does that make sense? Yeah, yes. They scrutinize us so hard on every little detail and every little tiny job that walking onto this big massive major job where it's in people's front yards and it's huge. Eh, they're like eh, whatever. Apparently they were like meh. Yeah, you're good. Go ahead. I, I, we can only assume that because it was a union job or something that maybe they didn't care. Uh. I, and I'm not trying to shit on unions. Unions absolutely have their place. They need to exist. And the reason they need to exist is because there are, uh, company owners, CEOs out there that are the photo negative polar opposite of my boss. Uh, we've had union reps come out and try and steal our employees and try and tell us that we should get off this job. And all of our employees say the same thing. You can go fuck yourself because we don't need to deal with any of that shit. My boss is so awesome. He comes up with benefits before we've even thought of them. Like, that's a good boss. He, he, yeah, yes. Hey, if I pay my employees well and I give them good benefits, good enough benefits that they can afford three fucking dogs who won't ever shut up. Shut the fuck up! No kids home, so. Uh, if I pay them well, they will be motivated to work for me. Yeah. What a fucking concept. And the polar opposite of that is the reason that unions needed to exist. If every CEO boss was like my boss, the idea of a union would be laughable. You would never mm-hmm. have one. But you have to have them because there are fucking cunt bags out there like... I'm just going to speculate the president of the United States, who maybe doesn't run the most tightest ship of a company, or give away the most benefits, or McDonald's, or whatever you want to... Go ahead, pick. We've all worked a shitty job for a shitty manager or boss. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. You don't have to do that if you're good to your employees. You don't have to go to a union. You don't have to get... There isn't a week that goes by that I'm not sitting in the office and I have some guy come in and talk to our office manager about, Hey, are you guys hiring? Uh, maybe. What's your background? Well, I come from union. Do you guys start at $45 an hour? No. No, we don't. Oh, well, I can't. Phew, I can't. You'll also have to get out of the backhoe and do things. Oh, God, no. I would never do yeah. that. Forget that. I only operate. Bye. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we may not start off at a certain, at that kind of dollar an hour range, but the benefits and the bonuses that you get throughout the year that are just random more than doubles what you deal with in a union situation. Uh, again, the union needs to exist, but not when you got my boss, it doesn't. <sighs> anyway, it's, it's, I'm sorry. It's going to be a scatterbrained me this episode because my ass is tired. I've been working like 5 a.m. to, uh, I've been getting home at 8.30, 9.30 at night. It's just 15, 16, Ugh. 17 hour days. And and still, not as much as my coworkers have been doing. They've been definitely doing more, but we've been up there whipping ass. And the uh, other uh, uh, union group they got up there has started to panic. Uh, that's what I've been told. I wasn't up there uh, yesterday, but 
I was told they're starting to freak out because we're doubling the work that they're doing. <laughs> because, oh, wow. So, well, because they have that set up with the union thing. Well, this guy's yep. an operator. This guy works on the ground. This guy does that, you know, and, and they can't work as efficiently as we do because they've got guys sitting around and waiting on other guys. So, so if, why are they panicking though? If, if you guys are. Because we're ahead, the- we're so far ahead of them that we're going to start taking their work away. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. When, when do you think this is going to be completed? Like, is this, is this a week away from being done or? It's not going to stop until it's done. Because of the emergency status of what occurred, it's not going to be done until it's done. And, and what that means is we're working Saturdays, we're working Sundays. Uh, My company does not like to work Saturdays. Okay. So for us to be working Saturdays and Sundays, that, that, that's, just tells you what emergency status we're at. And also, we might be working Thanksgiving. If we're not done, Thanksgiving. Ooh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. So our, our guys have been humping it so hard that it's, as long as things keep, as long as we keep getting lucky with some of the steps of... Fuck off! <laughs> as long as we keep getting lucky with some of the steps of this project, again, being vague, uh, we should be good. We should be good to be off Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, now they've added a few extra chores to this thing because of more mistakes that the original company made. I mean, the window's behind him now, yet he still will go out to look out the window because it's better than what's happening on the show. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, with every... I gotta, again, be vague. With everything that we do on this project, we keep coming up with new ways that the original company fucked up. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh yeah, yep. (sighs) It's infuriating because it's such a big project. It's like, you guys bust our balls over these itty bitty tiny little, tiny, this big, tiny little ones. This, this job is this big. It's insane. But it is what it is, and now we're trying to fix all of the mistakes they made. And I tried to look up the company that uh, started this, or that did this. Either they don't have a website, or they took it down. And from the rumors I've heard, they've been selling equipment. Eh, which means they're running, because they know they're about to get sued into oblivion for their... Oh. I'm telling you, it's a miracle no one died, and it's a miracle a hundred houses didn't burn down. It... Okay, I'm done. That's the most detail I'll give about it. Wow. Uh, how are you? Oh. <laughs> How's Florida and your fake plant? And there he goes. Out the window. He's still got to look out the window. It doesn't matter, guys um, and gals. It's uh, The show is not as interesting as the window. What's up? Oh, they're, they're leaving, so... <laughs> Uh, hopped in the little Kia Soul and away they go. The short version. So uh, we have to go to Orlando uh, for reasons. And it's uh, originally it was, hey, let's, you know, for, for, for Thanksgiving Day, like we have to be there for Thanksgiving Day. So why don't we go, Joni was like, why don't we go a day early and find some stuff to do there to make it a little bit more worth our while because it's a two-hour drive. Like, okay, well, yuck, but okay. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, okay, well, that's an extra day. That means, 
a hotel room. That means hundreds of dollars. You see where this is going. Oh, this yeah, is, yeah. Oh, you don't means, have to sell it to me. I get this, it. It's garbage. Yeah, yeah, no, food, I'd say no. This is this, uh, The alternative is Thanksgiving morning we drive up, eat lunch, watch a football game or something, and, and then drive back, which now I'm like, well, shit, why aren't we doing that? But Joni's like, no, you're going to be resentful and angry. And she's like, if we go and have fun a day before, it'll be a little bit better. So, so she's going to go I, and come back today? No, no, no. Well, we're leaving this afternoon and spending the night at a hotel. So it's two days. Tomorrow, Yeah, it's two days. Oh, yeah, it's two days. So then tomorrow we're going to go on amusement parky stuff. There's a, it's, it's right beside Universal where we're, we're staying. We're not going to Universal, but there's like – it's a great value Universal right beside it. <laughs> so there's a merry-go-round, a big Ferris wheel and uh, eh, bumper cars maybe or – Whatever. So we'll go do that and spend gross amounts of money. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Thanksgiving, and then back home. I mean, I... Mm-hmm. Very effective trip to Florida. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, now, on the flip side, we are... There's some stuff that needs worked on at the condo before it's rented out. So, And it's stuff that I'm glad that I have eyes on that I'm able to take care of. But I just, I just want to be here. Just want to be here, right? Right in my little bubble. I'm, I'm, I'm happy here. Oh, Not yeah. so much you, there. You didn't want to travel a thousand miles to hang out with people that you're 40 minutes from at home. <sighs> yeah, exactly. Cheers. And wasting mm-hmm. two days doing it and hundreds of dollars. Yeah, right. right, right. Like, well, let's talk oh, about I movies. Know, right. so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. This is, all on, this, this is all on par. This is all par for the course, sir. And when you, every time that you ask me. Why did I move back from Florida? This is why. This is why you did. Because if you didn't, this would this would be full time. Just now we go up there and and it's and it was just like a oh well, okay well of course if you're gonna be down there then awesome then we can celebrate Thanksgiving together. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa time out there time out. First of all, I was gonna hang out with one of my best friends down here over Thanksgiving, but I guess let's just flush that diarrhea down the toilet. <laughs> um, so now so. Oh, I get to hang out with a bunch of people I don't know. Well, that's even better. That's even better. Oh, I get to watch a football game? <laughs> Where's the gun? <laughs> uh, we we got to get on with the with the show. I, I, I totally sympathize, but you're starting to make me angry. Uh, th- these are all problems that I told you. I, I, I did tell you. Yeah. I did tell you. And the thing is, I can only bitch so much, and then it's it's like, then... It gets silent. Just yeah. At this point, it's like just. I know it turns. It turns into that thing of. uh, Oh, okay. Do how much? How much hours do I have to go? Yes. Yep. And so I've 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 done the addition, and I'm like, yippee skippy. The Ferris wheel will be great, I'm sure, and the wax museum, I'm sure, is going to be awesome for forty fucking dollars a person or whatever. I I can't wait. It can't wait. It, it's the roulette time. Yep. Pitter patter. Mm. Let's get at her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Eric. And I'm you. Just and here's the fucking roulette. Let's go. Let's the wheels of lotions and here's some gems and suck my um, butthole. Yep. And lotion. <laughs> ah, in this episode of the roulette, it is intruders up against Arctic and I'm up first. Uh, of course I'm up first. I've been up since 2 a.m. Uh, intruders from... 2015, important distinction, because there are other Intruder movies 
That or not this one. Anna suffers from agoraphobia, so crippling that when a trio of criminals break into her house, she cannot bring herself to flee. But what the intruders don't realize is that agoraphobia is not her only problem. Uh, finally got this checked off the list. Uh, what day is it? Tuesday? Yesterday. I don't, I don't even, I, I mean, when, when you work uh, 16 hours on a Sunday, I don't even know what day it is. I'm, I'm talking to you, so it must be Tuesday. That's where I'm at, but... Yep, it's Tuesday, all right. And I got the podcast out on a Monday. I Trust me, I worked on it, but when you work that long, it's time to go home and go to bed. That's, that's what I did. You come home and yep. slob a little bit of food and say goodnight to the kids. and So it was Monday till I got the podcast out and watched this movie. And I, for the first half an hour, I was going... I don't know, Eugene. I don't know. <laughs> like, come on. I get it. Agoraphobia. You set it up. Let's get the fuck on with it. And then about 45 minutes in. Okay. That's better. Let's, let's keep going. More of this. <laughs> and I, I, of course, got interrupted a million times, but. You know, I pause yeah. it, and, oh, there's an hour left? I mean, I kind of see where this is going, I think, so an hour seems a bit long. No, it wasn't. This was 90 minutes. It was fine. It, I will say it takes a bit to get going, but once it, it finally gets going, yeah, this was good yeah. shit. I dug this movie. Good. And I, I liked the way that it went. I enjoyed the story. I thought some of the agoraphobia stuff was a bit overplayed maybe a little bit as far as she wants to run out of the house, but she's so crippled she doesn't. And it seems, uh, what you learn later, it seems like, oh, maybe she was playing that up? Which I, I could never figure out if she was playing that up or if she legit was that agoraphobic. Uh, because she wanted to... Uh, yeah. Spoiler, spoiler, she didn't necessarily want him to leave. No. Uh, and... It got gory and gross, and yeah, when they were popping his knee back in, mm-mm, nope, nope. <laughs> I wasn't watching any of that shit. I, I forced myself to wait till the pant leg was pulled up, and you saw the bulge of the knee, and ah, I know what's happening next, I'm out. I didn't really love the main bad guy. I thought he was a little over the top, uh, as far as... He came in, and he's just got dirt all over his face. Did you just come from the coal mine? Yeah. Like, I get it, you're trying to make the guy be scumbaggy villainy, but come on. Uh, and, and at every little turn, oh yeah? Fuck you, oh yeah? No, you're not talking about the main, like the kind of the leader of the group, because the leader of the group I thought was pretty good. It's the, there's another guy in there too, right? Not the, I'm not talking about, there was a psychopath guy, because there always has to be the guy there that always has the to be, yeah. And there has to be a little wormy guy, that's the guy that got killed first. And uh, there has to be an extra wormy guy. And then there's the leader, crazy. Uh, yeah, the leader guy is who I'm talking about. I thought he was a little over the top. He should have okay. brought it. I think it would have been more effective if he had brought it down just a peg. It's a minor quibble, but I felt that way, so I'm bringing it up. But, uh, uh again, minor quibble. Uh, good flick. I'm glad I watched it. I recommend checking it out. It's, uh, 2015, I've never heard of it until you brought it up on the roulette. And that's some bullshit right there. I know, it was just kind of came and went and... It was Rory good. Culkin and <laughs> uh, yeah, good flick. Uh, what about you? Arctic. Arctic. Directed by Joe Pena? Pena? I guess, yes. 
Uh, Mads Mikkelsen is a man that is stranded in the Arctic after a plane crash, and he has got to figure out how to uh, survive. And he's got a uh, a lady that is near death that he's trying to keep alive as well. So the whole movie is basically him surviving in the Arctic, trying to figure out how do how the hell do I get out of here, make it out alive, keep her alive. Um, it's really, really good. This was a really good movie. Mainly, one, Mads Mikkelsen. Two, the Arctic setting was... The, the cinematography was beautiful. And it truly felt like this guy is going to die. He is in the middle of nowhere and he's going to die. I like when movies like can transport me out to... like It feels real. Like that, It felt like he was legit trapped in the middle of nowhere, and there happens to be a film crew there, too. Um, but it was really good, man. I Not much dialogue, uh, because the lady is incapacitated, so it's basically just him. Just him just doing his stuff, trying to... I think he tries to fish a little bit, and SOS on the... Yeah, he, just whatever, however you can think of to try to survive, that's kind of what he does. Uh, at the end, they almost blew it for me, but I'm not going to spoil it because I think you should watch it sometime. But the final minute or two of the movie, I'm like, ah, I like that. I like how they ended the movie. It was good. Yeah. Not full resolution, but it was, it was satisfying. Very good movie. And I think the budget of this thing was $2 million, which is actually quite good for I mean, granted, there's only a couple people in the movie, but it felt epic. It had a pretty big epic feel to it, which, you know, why wouldn't you if you're actually I'm, – I'm assuming that they filmed in the Arctic, I would guess, or – of course, I, maybe, yeah. That would be pretty adventurous in my opinion. I know, yeah. but um, Now, because of the synopsis and uh, the way you're describing it, I got to ask, how would you compare this to All is Lost? It's actually very similar. It's just one is on the one's on the water. I think I liked All Is Lost better. Okay, uh, but it's very similar. If you liked that, I I bet you would like this. This was filmed in Iceland. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So yeah, I that one there is a little bit better, but this one here is it's actually very similar, and it's cool. an hour and thirty eight minutes. I suppose it could have been shorter by again. I'm trying to find quibbles with it but it was good i would probably it would probably be pushing four stars damn okay yeah well just it's... a little too long i guess but you know maybe if he killed a wolf or two or i don't know i i've whatever <laughs> worked for me i fair enough fair enough I, i'm i'm sold sounds good yeah he's such a great actor by the way i mean he is such a great actor uh yep. yeah okay Next round, coming your way. Uh, Ruin Me on Shudder. Alexandra reluctantly tags along for Slasher Sleepout, an extreme event that is part camping trip, part haunted house, and part escape room. 
Ugh, but when the fun turns deadly, Alex has to play the game if she wants to make it out alive. This sounds all awful to me, but it's on your list, so there you go. Uh, Bitter Melon on Canopy. When a Filipino-American family reunites for a Christmas party, the holiday takes a dark turn when they conspire to murder the abusive bully of the family in this dark comedy. And lastly is a documentary. This is probably your safe pick. Armstrong on Hoopla. Uh, dramatic, moving, and insightful, Armstrong tells the definitive life story of Neil Armstrong from his childhood in rural Ohio through aerial combat in Korea to his first steps on the moon and unwanted celebrity status that ensued. Harrison Ford, Neil Armstrong. I assume Harrison Ford's doing the voiceover. Yeah. Sounds like a doc to me. Uh, okay. There you go. Okay, uh, and heading your way first up is Barbarian Queen from 1985. Hour and 12 minutes, of course. Set during the days of the Roman Empire, a simple village is raided by Roman troops, and most of the people are whisked off to be slaves or killed. Three women survive and set off to blah, 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 blah. You know the drill. The cover is in, insanely awesome with greased up, nearly nude, Amazonian-looking women with swords, and it's just, I want that poster hanging on my wall today, right now. Have you have you seen it? Oh, I own it, of course. Oh. Uh, yes, I I own it. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there we go. All right. Um, and what do you want for the roulette? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it took me a while to get that joke. <laughs> I was like, I'm not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you might be. Okay, uh, go on. Yeah, uh, escape from <laughs> you the better, I mean, You better sell the shit out of these next two because, oh, yeah, damn. Okay. Well, this one here I actually own on Blu-ray. Um this is oh, also known as Fuga del Bronx, which is just great. A ragtag group of people must fight extermination squads amid their ruined city. Enzo G. Castara, uh, Castellari is in this. Uh, Henry Silva is in this. I like Henry Silva. He's a cool-ass Italian. Uh, oh, it's, maybe it's 1990, the Bronx Warriors. Maybe that's part one. There's a there's, there's three of these things, by the way. And they're, none of them really go together, but they kind of sort of do. It's all directed by the same guy. Um, so, yeah, there's 1990 Bronx Warriors, and then there is this Escape from the Bronx. Anyway, this is good. Uh, actually, it's there's one of them where there's a lot of head explosions, which I really appreciate. Um, but, yeah, just Italians escaping the Bronx in the future because reasons. There you go. Lastly, uh, is a new one on Netflix called Awake, aka Wake Up, from 2019. Uh, I'm not gonna try to pronounce the director's name, but Jonathan Rise Myers is in this, William Forthice, uh, Francesca Eastwood, I guess. A uh, man wakes in a hospital bed with no recollection of who he is and learns that he's wanted by the police for a, com- for committing a series of murders. Hour and 30 minutes, um, Let's see what this director's done otherwise. Um, that one sounds like it has potential, but I'm a little yeah. scared by the Netflix of it all. Yeah, I know. Um, still, there's some recognizable uh, some yeah. recognizable cast in there, and um, it's got a short runtime. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm still going to go Barbarian Queen. I think that was... Man, you sold the shit out of that one. Uh, <laughs> what do you want? Um, I am gonna, well, of course I'm gonna take, uh, Ruin Me or whatever the, was that the one? 
Yeah, sure. I'm not yeah. taking any blame for that one. Uh, ah, you... Nope. No, 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 no. This is on the Eugene approved list, so that's all you, buddy. <laughs> Depends on if I like it. We'll see. We'll... we'll <laughs> no, no. It does not those. depend... <laughs> it does not depend on if you like it. That That's... Circle those wagons around the Don- the Donner Pass here next week and see what happens, I guess. <laughs> All right, next week on the roulette, it will be Barbarian Queen up against Ruin Me. And, ah, that's just, it's going to be a hot episode. I can just yeah. tell. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, okay, so did, uh, uh, second segment, we we never kind of quite closed this out. Did, were you prepped for this, for Steven's thing, or? Uh, kind of. I, I think that we should just kind of roll with it for a little bit, and then I've, I've only got a couple of years done. And I figure that we're going to probably go off on tangents anyway on these things. So maybe we'll just do a few of them. I mean, I actually, I have a top 10, but as far as like runner ups and stuff, I don't have a whole lot of those. I do for the first. So did did we pick one per year? I did. You did your, uh, okay. Well then let's roll with it. Okay. Hell with it. Uh, Because my list is, is also not like, uh, perfect. It's, it's we're diving into top one hundred type research here, in my opinion. Yeah. I didn't even get into foreign films and stuff. I, I lot of research for this part, but um, we're doing the best of the decade since our decade is closing out here. Uh, we're doing best of the decade twenty ten to twenty nineteen, and we were debating between do we do the best our ten favorite films of those years or do we just do our ten our best film of each year from that set. And we wound up going with that. And I think that's what we should do. Let's just start with 2010. We'll discuss 2010. Then we'll go to 2011. We'll, and each time we'll talk about a runner's ups and then we'll end with our, this is it. This is what I'm pulling as the best. Okay. Uh, so I'm up first and 2010 runner ups. I have the American, I have, which we've talked about many times. Uh-huh. Inception. Inception, which I love, Social Network, Black Swan, Ghost Writer, mm-hmm. not Writer, Writer. That's Roman Polanski. Yeah, and Tron Legacy. But number one for me this year, I the all-around package, in my opinion, is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, it was really hard for me to, to pick that over Inception and The American, but The American's kind of depressing. It's not something I watch every day. It's a fantastic film. Inception is a brilliant, groundbreaking film, but I still don't really love that ending. That that questionable, is he? Is he not? Like, yeah. make a decision. Uh, and and uh, some people love that, and, and, and he said himself that, no, no, he's in the real world. But nonetheless, I didn't, didn't love that last little bit, whereas Scott Pilgrim, I just feel, is 100% the package. And so that's what I went with. Over to you. Okay. Uh, so on my end here for um, 2010, actually, it's uh, there's a little bit of bleed over from your list. Uh, Inception is on there for runner-ups. Scott Pilgrim is a runner-up. Uh, I put down Insidious. I think that Insidious, it kick-started a whole, I don't know, loud, violin, screechy, scary, low-budget horror movie, but James Wan did it the best. Uh, and Insidious is legit scary as hell. 
It still is. Uh, especially the first one. I've, I quite enjoyed the second one as well. I thought that the time travel thing in the second one, not near as scary, but uh, I think I saw that with you and we were both like, that was pretty cool with how they they played around with the time travel thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Shutter Island, I also quite enjoyed. Uh, that's one of those movies where I've come around to a, really appreciate that movie. I honestly, I think I've only watched that movie one time in the theater, but I remember it so well. I, I, <laughs> I'm going to get into Frozen 2 later this episode, and I am hard-pressed to tell you what the fuck that thing was about, but I sure remember what Shutter Island was about from almost 10 years ago. <laughs> Woohoo! Let it go. Uh, number one for me is Deathly Hallows Part 1. This is the Harry Potter uh, conclusion. Well, the first part of the conclusion. Um, I positively, absolutely adore this movie as a companion piece to the second one, uh, but I love how it sets things up for the final big battle, and um, I uh, especially like that our main actors have really grown as actors, and everybody's just bringing their A-game at this point to the series, and it, and especially with the darker tone that the last several movies uh, go towards. But I loved Deathly Hollows, and that is easily my favorite movie of 2010. Cool. Uh, 2011. Hugo. The, the movie that seems to be this this gem in the rough that nobody... Another Scorsese movie. That, yeah, that nobody really talks about. I, fantastic film. I remember seeing it in the theater with zero expectations. I was like, what, a kid movie? Okay. And walked out just crying, and it's beautiful and amazing. I loved it. Uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, was in 2011. I loved that movie. Uh, Fast Five, I really enjoyed that, and I barely made my list, but I was like, ah, I gotta put it on there, just because it's so much fun. The Skin I Live In. It came down to The Skin I Live In and my number one movie of 2011. Because t- The Skin I Live In is a fantastic, brilliant, groundbreaking film. Uh, the kind of thing where you're just, your jaw's on the floor. Holy shit, I can't believe I'm watching this. But there is one that peaked it just a little bit, and that's just because it was a little less depressing. And that obviously is Drive. I love this movie, and I've talked about it many times on the podcast, and I'm sure that it's probably going to be Eugene's number one, or unless it's some horror movie that (laughs) didn't make my list. (laughs) Uh, 2011 for you. 2011 is uh, Skin I Live In is definitely on there. Captain America is on there. I think that Captain America is possibly the most overlooked of all of the MCU movies or one of them. Uh, I think it's fantastic. I, um, I remember it getting decent ish reviews, but it's still awesome. I love that movie. Uh, I, I gotta say, I, I like it probably damn near as much as winter soldier. I really like the, just the whole world war two aspect of it that it's set back then. Uh, kick-ass movie. I love it. And I remember when you saw that movie in the theater, you were like, dude, you have to go see this movie. I'm like, eh. We didn't see it together? I can't no. remember us seeing it together. Oh, I no? remember. I was still living in uh, Ohio, and you we talked on the phone, and you were like, you you got to go see this movie. I'm like, I don't know. And then I did, and, and I really, really liked it, but upon subsequent viewings, I like it more and more each time I see it. Hell uh, yeah. the, humor, the humor works. The villain's great. It has this Indiana Jones-ish type feel to it, and that's probably why I like it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, um, 
The Wicker Tree is on there for a runner-up. Uh, thank you, Eric. That movie is disturbing in all the right ways. I have uh, that as a 2012 release. Oh, do you? I, I could be wrong, and we're going to run into this again. I think we you, are, too. You know what movie's coming, and I still can't figure out when the fuck it came out. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that later, but uh, whatever year it came out, it's still a runner-up for me. Okay, all right. Um, and I also have Kill List. Which I love that movie. You've seen that one, correct? Yeah, only once though. And I, I, it was good. It was good, but I don't know if it would quite make my best. Of. I get a little more picky with, uh, when we do this best of kind of shit. Uh, because there are movies, there are plenty of movies that are, that I totally enjoyed and have a blast watching and watch more than these movies. But I mean, best of, I mean, we're talking yeah. about cinema here. Eh. Yeah. And to me, that would be, like, that, this Ben Wheatley movie, that is definitely on my, like, we weren't doing the podcast at this time, but that would have made my, that would probably have been top three movies of the year for me back then. That was a great movie. But number one for me is <laughs> Deathly Hallows Part 2. Overdrive? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, you're broken. You're just oh, a broken Oh, my person. goodness, yes. By, uh, I mean, by... By a large, I mean, Vol, old Voldy's in this one in full. <laughs> all right, all right. Yep. And, uh, but Drive is in there too, somewhere. Um, oh, yeah, somewhere he flippantly waves his <laughs> hand gaily. <laughs> yeah, the scorpion thing, or, yeah, it's fine. It's good. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> he said Drive, it's fine. That's like me going, Transformers, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Shining's in there somewhere, something. Uh, <laughs> it was good. It's fine. You can have your opinion. Uh, that's it for me. Unless okay. we hear more about Deathly Hallows Part 2. Not really. Uh, right. 2012. I Now, 2012, I'm going to say it, I numbered these, and 2012 turns out to be my highest year. I got the most amount of movies in this year uh, for picks for top whatever. Uh, the Avengers, uh, Dark Knight Re- Rises, which is an underrated fucking film. I think I like that movie just about as much as I do The Dark Knight. It's, I think both of them have an equal amount of pros and cons, and I love both of them about equally. Uh, The Master with Joaquin Phoenix. Remember that one? Yep. Looper. The Amazing Spider-Man. The first one with, uh, ah, whatever his name is. That, that, that's still my favorite Spider-Man movie. That first Amazing Spider-Man. Cloud Atlas barely made the list because I've only watched it once. I need to watch it again, but I do think that it was kind of an achievement. So I felt like I should put it on there. Controversial one, Prometheus. I know a lot of people love to shit on that movie, but I think it's pretty damn good. Uh, the Wicker Tree I got down here is 2012. Who knows what dates are? Uh, Cabin in the Woods, Jack Reacher, and Django Unchained. But number one for me, and this was easy... As much as I love the Avengers, and I, I probably give that movie a 10, I gotta give this one just a little bit more credit because it's an original property. It, it doesn't, it, as far as I know, it's not based on anything. If it's based on anything, it's just some book that three people have heard of, but Liam Neeson in the Gray. I will never forget watching that movie in the theater. We were going in just kind of expecting whatever, and it came out just, oh my god, what a fantastic movie. And on repeat viewings, it totally holds up. I love that movie, and for me, that's easily the best movie of 2012. All around. Okay, 2012 for me is, um, I'm going to echo some of yours again. Cloud Atlas is on there for sure. I love Cloud Atlas. I saw that, that was shortly after we moved to Florida. 
and it was bombing. And I'm like, I've got, it was playing in the IMAX theater down here and it had like one showing and I'm like, I have to see this movie and I have to see it in IMAX. So it was pretty much empty. I mean, no one was seeing this movie. And I remember when that movie was done, I just walked around the mall, just, just contemplating life and just, what the fuck did I just watch? And I'm questioning life decisions and things. Oh, it was great. I, I love that movie. I need to watch that one again. And I was, in fact, I was so enamored by that movie that when it finally came out on Blu-ray, I bought it. And then I'm like, to my wife, I'm like, you have to watch this movie, which <laughs> that was bad decision. No, oh, really? Nah, that, that's. I thought that might be one that, that would, would capture her a little bit. No, no. No, she was fairly bored. By, well, by it. I watched. I watched it with my wife in the theater, and it, it, she enjoyed it, but it was too long for her. So she was, yeah, fidgety. Yeah, but I need to watch it again. I've got the Blu-ray for like a buck, and I've got it on digital, and I, I just, I need to watch it again. Yeah, me too. I've, I think I've watched it twice. Oh, because the second time I was, it was, yeah, it wasn't near as exciting as the first time. So I haven't watched it since, but I, I'm going to at some point. Um, okay, Sinister, I really like Sinister, uh, which, it would be in my top ten of the year, but because it was, I think that Sinister was made because Insidious was a success, it has a lot of the same feeling that Insidious did, but I quite liked it. Uh, that's Scott Derrickson directed, I believe, um, Ethan Hawke's in it. it it's just a really good, really e- evil-ass movie, which, you know me, I like my evil movies, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll never watch. I'll, I'll never forget watching that movie in the theater. Oh yeah, never, you ever. had the yes, you had the uh, like the whole theater was possessed. Yeah, all five people. Uh huh. And the the army dudes with full army bags that came in and the Ooh. lady shuffling in her snow pants, and then I came out and found out about the uh, shooting in Colorado. Oh man! Where they shot up the theater, like yeah. Good times. Good yep. times. That was Good. a terrifying experience. I don't know. A movie might be terrifying, but the experience was, was yeah. next level. Um, yeah, Prometheus is on there. I I love Prometheus. I'm going to defend that movie forever. I think it's great. I thought it was brilliant, the direction that Ridley Scott went. Um, it's like, okay, you know, we're going to be in the Alien universe, but we're not going to just redo Alien. And I thought that was great, especially with the big religion aspect of that. I thought that was Something that hadn't been done before. So I really liked that. Or at least not in that way. Uh, VHS Part 2. I, uh, now VHS Part 2, the reason it's on this list is specifically for Safe Haven, which is the cult segment on there, which is just awesome. I love that short film. One of the best short films I've ever seen is on VHS Part 2. Uh, I also really liked Lords of Salem. I know you're not as big of a fan of that, but I think that this was Probably Rob Zombie's most accomplished movie other than uh, Devil's Rejects. I think that very, it was very cinematic, and uh, I know that Sherry Moon Zombie has her detractors, but I thought that she did a very good job in this. Um, I really liked it. Uh, very, very, very evil, of course. It's Rob Zombie. Cabin in the Woods is on there as well. Uh, thought that was great, and The Grey almost made my number one. I mean, it's, it's like barely number two. It's right there neck and neck with number one. But number one for me is Django Unchained. I think that I would have actually chosen the gray had I not watched Django Unchained relatively 
recently, like in the, within the last, well, ever since Tarantino's uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I rewatched Django Unchained, and I love that movie. And so it just kind of, it's kind of more in my thoughts now, and it's in my thoughts and prayers, you see. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's on my stack to rewatch, because I've yeah, only it's, watched it it's once great. or twice. It is so damn good. Uh, but I, I gotta say, like, the gray is right there. That, I think, is lightning in a bottle. I saw that in the theater down here again, and I, I, I wasn't prepared for that. I was not prepared for that emotional and heavy of a movie. I was, I was like, oh, it's a Liam Neeson movie. It's gonna be a good Yeah, it's wall- Liam Neeson <laughs> punching walls. Yeah, a good okay, right. action movie. No, this was a Well, and, and very quickly in that film did I realize I was watching something different. When the guy oh. had his, his vein cut or whatever, and he was like, listen, you're going to die, but it's not going to hurt. So we'll be yeah. here with you, and it's just going to happen very quickly. And then the yeah. guy died. I was like, holy fuck. Oh, yeah. I'm I, yeah. watching something different. And yep. I, whoa, 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 what's going on? And, 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 and even you know, the first wolf attack where you see the wolves kind of in the, the not the foggy mist, but just that, that snow. And you can just kind of just see them vaguely. It was, I'm like, okay, this is not going to just be a rollicking action. Like this is, like you said, this is different. But that's a perfect movie. I can't find any fault with that movie at all. And the sound. The sound. Oh. This is one that where, where, this is one of those movies where you can sit down and watch it with somebody on, uh, like I got a, a nice TV out here and a nice sound bar. And I could sit down and watch it with somebody and they'd be like, wow, okay, that was a good movie. If I would go hook up my 7-1 surround sound and then let's watch the exact same movie again, that will change your perspective of that film because of the nature of the, where they're at the campfires at the night and the wolves are all the way around them. Uh-huh. And it's terrifying. They use sound so well. And Carnahan, that's my boy Carnahan. <laughs> yep. He knows how to use sound. Damn, oh, was that all, a great movie. Also, I almost forgot. Uh, Skyfall is on there. I can't believe I missed Skyfall. Uh, that was such a great James Bond movie. In fact, probably would say that's the best of the Daniel Craigs. I agree. And I almost made my list, but uh, I not quite. I had enough on there. Uh, okay, we got to keep moving. 2013. Yeah. Uh, Oblivion, uh, Trance. Trance. Oh, that's Danny Boyle. Yep. Fantastic movie. Byzantium. You have not watched that yet, have mm-hmm. you? Nope. Damn you. Neil Jordan <laughs> and vampires. What are you waiting on? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you made Interview with a Vampire. It's a fucking good movie. Saoirse Ronan. It's, oh, it's so fucking good. Uh, Man of Steel, the best Superman movie ever made. Yeah, I said it. Fuck off, bitches. Yeah. Uh, great movie. And it really came down to these two movies. All is Lost. So close, but I just had to go to the other one because there are multiple great performances. And that is, we've talked about it on the show before, Dallas Buyers Club. I, I just, it's such a great film. I've watched that movie like three times now. And every time, I mean, even as it's kind of depressing, it still comes around to be uplifting and it's based on a true story and it's just amazing performances all around. I love that movie. And I, uh, you know, the, uh, Man of Steel, I mean, Superman movie, uh, Superman movies have been made before and Trance is interesting. It, it kind of dipped a little bit on repeat viewings. I still really enjoy the film. Oblivion's great, but it's still kind of this eh, sci-fi shoot 'em up thingy, uh, and all is lost. It's it's Robert Redford by himself, whereas uh, Dallas Buyers Club has multiple, multiple great performances. 
So I had to go with that one. That's another one that you talked me into watching. I wasn't going to watch it. I was like, ah, I'm not interested. That looks depressing. And then you talked me into watching it. Fantastic movie. It's That would be in my top 10 of that year. Um, for me, Man of Steel is obviously on there. I love that movie so much. Uh, and I, again, it, it, sometimes some of these movies, if your significant other is totally into the movie like you are, it elevates the movie. So, I mean, my wife loved Man of Steel. And so that made me like it all the more as well. It's such a great movie. And all you Zack Snyder hitters out there, come on, give me a break. It's great. He's a great director, I think. Yeah, there, there's one bad scene in that movie, and it's where he the sacrifices dog. himself for the fucking dog. Other yeah. than that, the movie's damn near flawless, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Oblivion, I think, is great. The sound, uh, the score of that movie is every bit as good as the movie itself. I think the score is just brilliant in that movie. Um, I also put down here Star Trek Into Darkness. I really liked that one. It's not the most original thing, but I, it's a J.J. Abrams sci-fi big shit him up and I liked it. I thought that it was it was good. Um, upon repeat viewings, maybe not quite as good, but it still holds up relatively well and is fun. And uh, Gravity is on there. I'm not I know that you're not as big of a fan of Gravity, but I will never forget the first time I saw Gravity in the IMAX in 3D and it was incredible. Um, it's that's one of those movies where it's best to watch it on the biggest screen possible. It, the storyline is relatively slight, I guess, but it's still good. Short runtime, which I really appreciated. Um, good movie. But the number one movie of the year is probably the one movie I've watched more than any other new release since it came out. And that is, of course, uh, Evil Dead remake. <laughs> I figured. Yep. I've seen that far too many times. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's great. Uh, it's another lightning in the bottle for me. I wasn't expecting it to be that good, but it ticked all of the boxes that I was hoping it would for an evil dead movie. And I really liked that they, uh, jettisoned all of the humor of the later evil dead movies and the TV show and just did straight up just a really hardcore mean spirited, gory possession horror movie. I loved it. It still holds up. Uh, the tongue slashing scene is, it's, it's something. It's gross. Yes, it is. Uh, why don't you kick off 2014? Why don't we bounce back and forth between years? Because I feel like I'm stealing your thunder every time. You're like, okay, I'm repeating all the things you said. <laughs> so why don't we go back and forth? You, okay. you take 2014. Uh, 2014 for me, action. Now, here's where I start. It starts to get a little bit more slimmed down. I will say that, I mean, we just, well, did we do a top 10 of the of 2018? Do we talk? Because I know that I posted something on social media about here was my top ten list of 2018. Yeah, I mean probably we usually do a top ten of the year, and that would have been last year. Okay, I'm just because pretty soon here we're gonna. I mean, this is stuff that we've talked about already. Yeah, yeah, I but, know. Okay, uh, okay. 2014 uh, Guardians of the Galaxy came out and blew me the hell away. It was great. Uh, still holds up. Great. I think it's better than the sequel, which I did like the sequel, but I think that the first one I think is better. Um, Interstellar almost made number one for me. All, almost. Um, I think I enjoy that one. Each time I watch it, I enjoy it a little bit more and a little bit more. And it also helps. I know we've talked about this on the show to where uh, you can have the subtitles on if you need to when 
the Zimmer score is just booming loud and you're maybe, I guess, not supposed to hear everything that's being said, but damn it, I want to hear what's being said. So I can turn the subtitles on or mess with the sound. I like that. Um, it It's still very, very emotional, but it, I because I've seen it several times, it's not quite as emotional as that first time. Man, oh, I mean, just <laughs> the little girls running after dad and the space shuttle's counting down and... Oh, you'll never, uh, it's sad. Life and kids and shit. Um, uh, <laughs> Taking of Deborah Logan is next. Uh, I cannot believe that, I guess VHS is a found footage type movie, but at this point, the found footage type subgenre had kind of played itself out, but Deborah Logan, uh, damn, dude. I just watched this recently and it holds the hell up. What a scary ass movie and just well made. Uh, I, and there's a reason why cameras are there. It's not just, holy shit, look at that. Well, my, my handheld camera videos something out there and now I'm running for my life, but I'm still holding the camera perfectly videoing what's behind, you know, the, yeah, you know. Right. Yep. 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 This one here, it works. And like you said on a, uh, one of our most recent episodes that that, Final shot. Woo! That's the stuff of nightmares. Um, but number one for me is Scarlett Johansson in Under the Skin. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> um, oh, that's, fuck me. What am I going to do now? That's the perfect... To me, that's the perfect science fiction horror movie. It is uncomfortable in all the best ways. Uh, I cannot believe how just how good it was. I remember... This is actually one where you and Steven and myself all agreed, best movie of the year. I remember this one from that we all talked about. We're like, yep, under the skin, best movie of the year. Back to you. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Um, well, you missed a lot of honorable mentions, but you got me on that one. Oh, I was really sitting here just all waiting to really shred you on this, but nope, I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, it's under the skin. Okay, yeah, spoiler. Uh, but you did miss some big ones. I, I got Guardians of the Galaxy, obviously, and I agree it's better than the sequel. Um, Interstellar was my pick for the best movie of the year, and it still has my emotional grasp on my balls, whatever the hell. When he's watching that video, Dad, I thought you were going to come back. And he was only, in his head, he was only gone for like two hours. Yeah. Oh, and he comes so back and it's been 20 years. It's devastating. But they knew that was going to happen. And at the end, it still works for me. Dad, you were my ghost, weren't you? Yeah, I was. And he has to go and let let her die. It, It's devastatingly beautiful. Yeah. I still have issues with some of the thought process of the end. Uh, but that was my pick. It's not anymore. Um, Edge of Tomorrow. I'm totally putting that on the top ten of this year. That movie kicks ass. And it holds up on repeat viewing. Captain America 2, The Winter Soldier. Fantastic. Top uh, top three of the MCU. The Guest would make my top ten of this year. Mm, okay, that's one I missed. I would have put that on there. Boyhood. I have to give it credit for the achievement that it was, uh, for, for so many years of filming to, to accomplish that film. Yeah, I know you haven't watched it yet, but yeah, I... sometime you'll get around to it. I'm not going to super push you on that one because it is a drama film, but I think you'll really appreciate it when you do. It's a checklist film just because it took fucking 18 years or whatever shit to make it predestination 
absolutely makes the list. Wait, did I see that? Predestination with Ethan oh, Hawke? Oh, that, oh, great movie. That's the, uh, yeah, time, loopy time oh, travel. Oh, that was damn good. The only reason it wouldn't have made top 10 is, or, uh, number one spot is because I can't still wrap my head around the nonsense that is the time travel of that movie. Uh, but it's still awesome. But yeah, I had to go ahead and change my answer because you're right. Under the Skin is the best <laughs> film of 2014. <laughs> my bad. Some, uh, like I said, I, 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 I re- did this research for like two hours and still I knew I was not uh, doing nearly enough because with the top 100, I was touching on so many different uh, things and we had a year to prep for that. And, and this, uh, it was like, hey, yesterday, let's do this uh, for a whole decade. Yeah. Mm, oh, you're right. It's under the skin. Uh, oh, I gotta do... Hold on, let me make a note here. Under the skin, and you're dumb. <laughs> yes, that movie is fantastic. And I, I, I really want to rewatch it, but then every time I go to hit play, I think about, oh, but I guess sit through that scene on the beach with the baby. Oh, damn, that uh, that's one of the toughest scenes. And then I pull back. But then I'm like, ah, oh, but Scar Joe. And then I watch something else. Okay. 2015. Another, I, ah, one, two, three, seven. I got seven movies on here and you could switch between four of them of what I want to be the number one. It just depends on what I've watched probably recently, but here we go. Uh, The Walk, which we've talked about on the show before, uh, Robert Zemeckis. That's a fantastic film. I know it's not as exciting as some of the other films I'm going to talk about here, but that's a fucking great film and a, an achievement in its own because that movie gave me frickin' vertigo. And I know that it was CGI. I'm sitting there looking at it going, I know this is CGI. I know that JGL is not in any danger. I'm also <laughs> still kind of spinning and want to throw up in my hat. Uh, crazy. Fantastic. Uh, Tomorrowland, we've talked about on the show before. Yep. Uh, from here on out, it's shit we've talked about on the show before. Uh, Tomorrowland, fantastic. Did it do okay? Or, I mean, it did okay. I feel like it had mixed to negative, but reviews, but I, I thought it was fantastic. Straight out of Compton, I gotta give props for just because I was around, uh, during that section of the 90s. And so getting to see a little more behind the scenes on that shit was great. But at the same time, it's a biopic. It's based on shit that happened. So I knock it down a peg just because. You had the blueprint. Bye, Felicia. Uh, Sicario, fantastic. One of the uh, another Denny Villeneuve joint. Uh, the Martian could have been contender for number one, right there. Chappie. Everyone wants to hate Chappie. Fuck off. That movie <laughs> rules. I know that the villains are annoying and irritating, and you hate them. Guess what? You're supposed to. That's the point. Uh, the, in the end, that movie has so much freaking heart and still came away with a twist ending I never saw coming. I love that movie. I gotta watch it again. I just got it on Blu-ray. I had rented it before, but, oh, can't wait to watch that one again. But number one for me, and I've said this before on the show, it's Fury Road. That's the complete package that also is groundbreaking, yet still sequelizing something and still manages to be groundbreaking. I mean, that's an achievement all unto itself. Easily, easily number one for me. Okay. 2015 for me. Uh, I've got some of, echoing some of your stuff here. Mad Max is on there. Uh, you know, it's weird. I've seen that movie exactly one time in the theater, and I'm like, that movie was incredible. 
And I own the Blu-ray. I have it streaming, but I haven't watched it again. I, I don't know why. I, I don't know why. I Shame on me. Um, I'm going to watch it again sometime. And uh, same goes for The Martian. That was one of the best movies of the year. Saw it in the theater. Loved it. Own it on Blu-ray. Haven't watched it since the theater. And it's a great movie. I don't know why I haven't. I because I'm well. Get me. on it. I've only watched both of them twice. <laughs> I they're they're so good. And um, and actually, Martian. I've got the extended version of that. Uh, but I I have no idea what they added. It was already a long movie. But that's the version I'll watch. Whatever, just to see what they held a more Matt Damon poop fertilizer or who knows what. Um, Sicario is on there. That was a total surprise for me. I remember when that movie came out, and I'm like, ah, okay. Really? Why? Why was I don't, that? I, I mean, had you had seen Prisoners and whatever at that point? Yeah, I did. I don't. I. It, I'm like, okay, that should be that should be good. But I didn't expect it to be that good. Where it was just incredible. Uh, no. Oh man, that score is so <laughs> damn good, and uh, that is like. There, it's not a horror movie, but it is. It just is. It Dealing with maintains the, cartels. the tone of a horror movie. Yeah, it does. Great movie. Um, I actually have a couple different ones here. Uh, Hateful Eight is on there. I thought Hateful Eight was fantastic. It still holds up quite well. Uh, it Actually, I think that that's upper tier Tarantino for me. I, the dialogue is so damn good. And it has hints of John Carpenter's The Thing in there, which... I adore. I love that. Um, I also have The Revenant, which I think at the time was number one or two. But when I I did some research, I'm like, well, no, that can't be because this is number one. Uh, unless I'm doing the years wrong, and I I might be. Um, and another honorable mention is Krampus. I watch it every year. Uh, over Christmas, and I like it more and more and more. At first, I was like, ah, damn you for not being R-rated, but this is one where PG-13 is perfectly suitable. Uh, it's great. It's a great, dark Christmas fairy tale. Fantastic movie. Number one for me, though, for 2015 is Roger Eggers' The Witch. And we've had this argument. Uh, this is what I was talking about. This is coming. Uh We've had this conversation, not argument, conversation before. When is the actual release date of this fucking movie? Because whatever the release date is for this fucking movie, that's number one. I, yeah. I just, I I look online and I, I, I believe it was limited release in 2015 and then wide release in 2016. I yes. think all of, that's what my research points to. And so I kind of went with wide release on it, uh, but it's it's fine. Wherever you want to put it, I don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. We we both know that that's number one of whatever the hell year it comes out. Agree. Yeah. Okay. Um. 2016. And seriously, like you said, like if the witch, if we're counting it for 2016, then that that would be number one. Um. This one here. Now, seriously, like when we start when I started this list, um, the the main chunk of my honorable mentions were the first several years. As we get on with this. I was getting a lot more tired last night, and so their, honor, their honorable mentions are not quite up to snuff, so you're going to have to fill in some of the cracks It's here. fine. No, it's fine. My list gets smaller as we get more recent because I don't go to the theater anymore. Oh. Well, number... <laughs> uh, number. Uh, honorable mentions would be Green Room. I thought Green, Green Room was really, really good. Moonlight, I thought, which that one, Best Picture of the Year, actually. But... Um, 
I thought that was great. It's not one that I would go and rewatch that often, but I thought it was really, really good. Uh, heavy, heavy shit. Have you seen Moonlight? No. Good movie. Very good. Uh, no reason. I just haven't got around to it. Yeah. Uh, Don't Breathe is an honorable mention. And I know that there was a lot of hype on this one. This is from the director of Evil Dead remake. Uh, is it Fede Alvarez? Uh, yeah. You know, it. when I finally got around to watching it, I'm like, well, yeah, that was really good. And it was creepy, but it maybe there was it, – it did really, really well at the box office. But maybe my expectations were a bit too high. I thought it was – Really, really good, but not like, this is the scariest damn movie ever. No. Uh, anyway, it was still very good. Um, it's an interesting concept. It's just, it's a, it's a home invasion thing again. And there's only so much you can do with that. I know. It, yep, it I was, agree. It had some really interesting ideas that just... I, again, we've talked about it before, but maybe it's just me. I'm just bored of that idea. Yeah. Um, so, if The Witch is not number one for 2016, then I'm going to go with Rogue One. I thought Rogue One was just... Brilliant. I watched it again, and I, uh, other than uh, Peter Cushing's character uh, Tarkin, I, the, the, which the CGI was, it's <laughs> not so much. Uh, that's the only thing I can find fault with. I thought that movie was just brilliant. I fast-paced action, war, science. It was great. I loved it, and I'm like, you know. If if it's not the witch, then damn it, it's going to be a Star Wars movie. So Rogue One, it is. Well, I can't really argue with that, except to say that I recently rewatched Rogue One, and it's not on my list. <laughs> Aww. Uh, but what is on my list is I and these are okay. Bottom of the barrel, we got Deadpool, Doctor Strange, Triple Nine, uh, Midnight Special. I thought was really underrated film. Uh, you watched that one, yeah. Oh, Midnight Special. Oh, damn it. See, these are movies that I, I didn't... Yes, I would have put that it's, on there. And Triple Nine. Yeah, I'm sure you would have. Uh, Arrival. Another Deli. Uh, Deli. Dennis Villeneuve. Villeneuve, film, yeah. Which is depressing as all hell. And I contemplated not even putting it on, but I'm like, well, you own the Blu-ray and you're going to watch it again. And it's a damn fine piece of filmmaking. It deserves to be on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blair Witch. I put on my list. Yeah. Because... Fuck, is that movie scary? I watched it once and haven't pulled it back off the shelf because I'm not quite emotionally ready for that <laughs> attachment yet. Uh, the Accountant with Ben Affleck. You haven't watched that one no, yet? No, I haven't. Uh-uh. I have it on Blu-ray and you need to see that movie because holy shit, is it fucking good. I can't wait to watch it again. But number one for me is, and again, we're just dealing with dates here, uh, The Witch. I, that's yeah. what I, I logged it under 2016. We had this fucking problem before. I, I don't know when the hell this movie qualifies as when the hell it came out. If it wouldn't have been The Witch, though, I'll tell you this. Uh, it would have been Kubo and the Two Strings. Which I haven't seen. Oh. Oh, boy. I ah, just masterful. I've seen it twice, and it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. No. Oh, I, I started it, and I fell fast asleep while I finished it. It was good, what I remember. It was for, yeah. <laughs> Great. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, wait, what was your number one 2016? Uh, Rogue One. Oh, there we go. I, you know, and I guess early bit on coming soon here. It's not bad. I don't hate it. I just, I was surprised that I watched Solo here in the last episode or two, and I enjoyed the hell out of it so much. And then 
I went and watched Rogue One, and it's... I can't nitpick any of the filmmaking per se, but it's just so fucking depressing. Uh, the whole thing. And even when it gets to Vader whipping ass, I'm like, at that point, I'm like, ah, just don't care. I just, it's fine. It's fine. It's good. But Solo is just so swashbuckly. It's swashbuckly, Eugene. (laughs) It is. Whereas Rogue One is just so dour, the whole affair. It's, my dad doesn't like me, but I'm going to do this anyway, and we're going to steal plans and empire, and we're going to die, and I'm going to kiss you, but I'm not going to like it. it. That's, damn. Just, damn. That's that's all I can say. Uh-huh. Okay, I have to lead off 2017, don't I? Um, 2017. I'm going to put Fate of the Furious on there. Now, now, two other Fast and Furious movies came out since the last one I mentioned, didn't mention them. Do I enjoy them? I enjoy the hell out of them. But Fast Five and Fast Eight, those are my top two tied of the best of the series, in my opinion. So it's going on the list. Uh, Brawl and Cell Block 99 or whatever the hell that movie is called. That's going on there, even though not going to rewatch that movie often. That's super happy fun time. Uh, 2017 was apparently a very fucking depressing year. Uh, it, Chapter One, Mother... Yeah, just happy, happy shit. Logan, oh, <laughs> oh, it's happy, good, good times. Um, Dunkirk, another just, just <laughs> a bottle of joy. Woo! Yep, barrel of joy. Even Wonder Woman. We're dealing with World War One. I, oh, barrel of joy. Good stuff though. Uh, we did have some lighthearted stuff with Thor. Ragnarok, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. I really love The Last Jedi. I've talked about it many times. And Thor 3, both excellent. Don't give a shit who disagrees with me in Last Jedi. <laughs> ha ha ha. You were the kind of person that back in uh, 1980, whatever the fuck, hated The Empire Strikes Back. It was so sad. And the Master goes and runs away to another planet. And yeah, that was Empire Strikes Back. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Okay, uh, but number one for me, and this one's pretty easy because it's it's storytelling that it's a sequel, but it's storytelling that that there's no way that you can really jump back into that world, but they found a way to do it. There's no way that you can kind of mimic that kind of filmmaking, but he found a way to do it. And there's no way that this can be as satisfying as the original, but he found a way to do it. And for like the fourth time on this segment, we're talking about Denny Villeneuve mm. and it's Blade Runner 2049 as just a fucking masterpiece of filmmaking. I have to give it to him for 2017. It's BR 2049. Cool. Okay. Uh, some honorable mentions for me is I same with you brawl and cell block 99. It's not a rewatchable film per se, but Vince Vaughn totally transforms into not Vince Vaughn. I thought it was great. Good movie. Depressing as hell, but it was great. Uh, Mother was... Um, I think Mother was my favorite movie of the year, but upon re-watch, or upon reevaluating, I have a new favorite. This is how, just, this is how lists go. I mean... Oh, we'll change our mind. Let's, let's do the exact same segment next week, and it'll be different. Yeah, it'll be different. Yeah. Uh, I put down Covenant, and now... Uh, 
This is a little bit more fan service than Prometheus was, but I still think that Alien Covenant was very good. I've watched it, I think, three times now, and it's it's really good. I Yeah, it's got plot holes, but damn it, I like aliens tearing shit up, or more specifically, tearing people up, and they do. Um, good movie. I've watched it two or three times now, and I desperately want to like that movie, and I struggle. I, there, I can't even put my finger on why, but I just struggle with it. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't even go so far as to, uh, like, give you crap about it. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I, I put down here Get Out. I think that that was a very timely and very good movie. It's rewatchability, not so much, especially when you know the twist in it. It's, it loses some of its punch, but it's still a really, really good movie. Very well acted. It deserves the, all the accolades that it got. Um, Dunkirk is on there. I really have to credit Christopher Nolan for making a PG-13 rated war movie that is harrowing and heavy and just damn good. That movie is so in, it's just impressive, uh, and very tense, like short runtime, intense, doesn't have to be gory. It, it, it worked. That was great. Um, couple new ones that, uh, originally were not on my 2017 list. Lady Macbeth, I thought was brilliant. I love that movie. It's not a feel good movie, but it is great. Um, it's one of those Why movies. Why did you watch that? Oh, I, I bought the, it came out on UK Blu-ray and I imported it for not that much. And, uh, this, cause that was one of the very first movies that I booked. If not the first movie I booked when I was the director at the nightlight. And I, I didn't get around to watching that one other than just programming it in. I just saw a little bit of it, but then I, I watched it. Uh, and damn, is that a great movie? The acting is so good. Everything about it is just Uncomfortable. I like, I like my uncomfortable movies and that's so, um, another one that makes a new appearance is Downwind. And that is, forgive me if I pronounce his name wrong. Um, Ryu Kitamura. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, um, the movie that I just watched on Shudder the other night. That's top 10 of the year material for me. I'll get into that. if I'm, I believe it. He's one of my top ten favorite yeah. directors, sir. Yeah. I love that man. Um, so if we have some time, I'll I'll review that. Um, but number one for me, this was easy. Uh, this easily replaced Mother, and that is Black Coat's daughter, Oz Perkins, directing uh, evil as all hell horror movie, Abandoned Hope type of. I loved it. Loved it. I love that movie. It's damn near equal to the witch although i think the witch uh is slightly better mainly due to the otherworldly feel like it's set back in the 1800 or whenever back in the witch hunting days and it just feels legit that's like that's when it was taking place and that's what elevates it slightly from this but otherwise these are very similar in tone and i quite like that number 1 for me i <sighs> I mean, you can have your list however you want, but better than 2049, better than Logan, better than Mother? Yeah. Better than Mother? I mean, Mother's right there nipping at its, at its, I mean, yeah, at its black coat tails. Yeah, okay, yes, there uh, you go. Uh, 2018, you start. Okay, 2018, uh, Hereditary's on there, Revenge, Overlord, First Reformed, uh, Infinity War, Sicario 2, Solo, um, the, this list here has not changed, actually. This list is pretty much exactly how it was when 
I did my top 10. Uh, and number one is still because I just rewatched this one not long ago as well. Uh, Suspiria is still number one for me for 2018. And I'm not sure when, I'm not sure when Greasy Strangler came out, but I feel like I'm missing that somewhere because good old Greasy, um, needs to be in the conversation. It should be somewhere greasing its way through our list. I agree. I, I don't know where, when did, go look that up okay. while I do my honorable mentions. But that would definitely be in my honorable mentions. I probably wouldn't take the top spot. But uh, for me, I, I, as I, I just talked up Solo and it didn't make my list. I saw Solo was there. It was like, eh, I still wouldn't probably have you in the conversation for best of the year. Uh, but I did have Den of Thieves, Damn Aquaman, Suspiria made best of, and if there was anything to contend for the top spot, it would probably have been Suspiria. That would probably be number two. Actually, I got a top three. Uh, Spider-Verse. Spider-Man mm. Into the Spider-Verse. That makes it, the conversation for sure. Holy shit, I love that movie. But the number... Uh, oh, and Black Panther. But number one for me, easily, of this year, is Annihilation. Mm. It's sci-fi and horror and a perfect combination of those two genres. I am sold. That is it. Uh, easily. Uh, but then again, now we're getting into recent shit, and I haven't seen as much from, you know, the more recent releases. So uh, take it with a grain of salt. There's a lot of stuff I haven't seen. Yeah. Uh, 2019. Even okay. less that I've seen. Uh, runner up. We got Joker. We got Dr. Sleep. And there's only three films on this list. Number one for me is going to be Dolomite is my name. I hot damn. Are you serious? Wow. I, look, I really like the Joker. I really like Dr. Sleep, but I found both those movies to have problematic elements to them. We talked about it on the show mm -hmm. multiple times. Uh, the Joker stuff, the mental illness, uh, Dr. Sleep, the drastic changes to the third act from the book. I still don't know how I feel about that shit. I got to revisit it. Again, we're dealing with all fictional stuff. But Dolomite is my name is based on real stuff. ABC, this shit happened. Again, if Eddie Murphy is not in the best actor category in the Oscars, right there is my check out of the year. I talk about it every year. The Oscars can go fuck themselves because of one movie or one actor or whatever that's declined. And right now, this is it for 2019. If Eddie Murphy ain't in the best actor conversation, you're I'm out. I'm fucking out. He <laughs> needs to be in that conversation. And say, you know what? Joaquin Phoenix, too. I'm not taking anything away from him. He yeah. should be in that conversation, too. I don't know if it's enough that I would, you know, again, write off the 2019 Oscars for that. But for Eddie Murphy, I might. And that's how good of a performance that he gave. I... I I fucking love the movie, but then again, it's something I grew up on since the 90s, so take it that with a grain of nostalgia. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, Greasy Strangler was 2016, so I'm going to I'm gonna loop that one into, the, into my list there. Okay, well, I'll go ahead and move The Witch back to 2015, and then... Uh... <laughs> there you go. Yeah, just a little, little bit of math. Nothing, nothing wrong with a little bit of math. Uh, greasy Strangler, we, oh, come on. If you've listened to this show, you know that we're all about that grease. Yep. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, don't do that. That, that sucked. Um, okay. Well, for, I've got a shit ton for 2019, but I'm hesitant to say too much because I kind of want to do a, an official 2019. Uh, 
year that's fine. year just, end uh, maybe a top three yeah um or not not even top three just because yeah. I don't I don't want to yeah I'm yeah let's um, Joker's on there Doctor Sleep's on there Dragged Across Concrete is on there oh uh, that's an oversight I yeah. should have put that on there Lords of Chaos definitely on there um, Midsummer would be on there Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Climax which is Gaspar Noy's most recent one um. Crawl might make the list, depending on how things shake shake up at the end of the year. There's still a couple movies that I really want to see. Um, yeah, we'll just we'll leave it at that for now. Okay, uh, number one though, or so far. Uh, number one is. I mean, do you want, want me to get? I mean, number one is. It's that's easy, easy. Parasite is easily the number one movie of the year. I mean, have you you haven't even reviewed that on the show, have you? No. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> All right. Way to ruin it. Yep. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You still got a month and a half. <laughs> People will forget. They'll forget sure. my, my drivel. Yeah. I mean, they forgot. We already did the best of for the last five of these years, so. Yeah. Mine hasn't really changed. It's Fury Road, The Witch. I mean, come on. Uh, okay. You want to jump over to uh, anything you want to add for this segment or we'll jump over to recently watched? No, this was fun. I, I like I like lists. Yeah, me too. I, and eventually, we're going to have to do a... Uh, how far out are we from the top 100 that we did? Two uh, years? Maybe, but we, I do think it would be fun to revisit that and... Well, we are going to revisit it. We have to... It'll be a different kind of segment, though. It won't be a full year kind of segment, but it'll be uh, adjustments. What adjustments have you made? Yeah. Might be a three-month three kind of segment. Uh, okay, let's get on to recently watched because we got to wrap this shit up. We're already getting long. Uh, you go first because you're excited to talk about new things you've watched. In oh life. man, I've been. I mean, we're gonna have to do another mega review episode here because I've got a lot of good stuff that I would really like to talk about. Well, um, whenever you're ready, but you keep wanting to have a second segment, and then here we are. It's an hour oh, twenty-three. I, and I like our lists. I like lists. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go for it. Um, you lead the way. I'll just comment on your shit because I've I haven't watched. Let me see. Have I watched anything new? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't watched anything new. I've just watched old shit, so go okay. ahead. I'll just comment on your shit. Okay, Downrange from 2017, Ryu Kitamura. Stranded at the side of the road after a tire blowout, a group of friends become targets for an enigmatic sniper. What a great movie. Um, who knew that... Um, it sounds like, like Phone Booth or... Oh, or dude, it's, it's... Liberty Stand Still. It's so damn gory. Like, <laughs> what? Oh my lord! I mean, I'm like, holy shit! There's times where I just would pause it, like, just soak that in, Eugene. Just, just soak it in before you move on, because <laughs> holy shit, you don't see heads getting smushed like that every day. It was. It was. That's my boy Kitamura. I mean, it was, and it was just like you like the cast. Um, they're likable people. It's not like, oh, they're all assholes. I want them to get sniped out in this movie. No, they're, you like, I mean, they do, for the most part, they do what I would consider normal people would do, not movie asshole college kids to do. Um, yeah. But for 90, I was never bored. And every now and then I'd be like, please don't be almost done because I'm having too much fun with this. And then what sealed the deal, that the cherry on top of that sweet, delicious uh, Sunday is the final seconds of the movie. Just kind of a little, little fuck you to just everybody. 
everybody, including everybody in the movie, and I thought it was brilliant. I'm like, oh, you're, you're doing that, huh? Like, perfect. Four and a half out of five. Easily. It was, <laughs> so you both came at the same time. Oh, it was a geyser of, oh, I should probably not just go to, yeah, blood in the, in the semen, but <laughs> boy, was it gory. Oh, man, that was great. Um, you know, I thought I saw one recently with him that he directed, and I was a little bit not so much on No One Lives. Uh, that's the one. We saw that, didn't we? Luke Evans, I, yeah, that one there was meh. Luke Evans is you in that You saw one. that. I think that was a roulette, wasn't it? I think, yeah, and eh, that didn't do a whole lot for me. But this one here, wow, back, back on track. That was great. He can be a little hit or miss. For every versus, he does a, a battle baseball or whatever the hell that uh, was. You know yeah. what I mean? But but he still comes back with something awesome uh, every other time. Man. Someday you have to see that movie. Just just curious. I'll and, see everything that man makes. Midnight yeah. Meat Train, bitches. That's a great movie, too. That's a good one. Yep. Um, I'm going to talk about Parasite just briefly, but not too much, because this is one movie that I, I'm not going to spoil at all. Um, because I went in knowing almost nothing except that it's a bit of a class, I don't want to say class, what's the word for it? Like class warfare. Yeah. Something like, yes, it's the very, class inequality. Yes. That's about the only thing I'm going to say about this movie. Um, other than the twists and turns it makes, you have to see it for yourself, but it looks irritating. What's that? Oh, it's it looks irritating. It looks like I'm going to be annoyed by it. Oh, it's so... I, I'm not. It doesn't look bad. It looks good, but at the same time, I'm just judging from the trailer. It's and, you so know, it... good. Oh, it's I. Two hours and twelve minutes that just flew by. The acting is so good, and just where the movie goes, it's you're always guessing. I'm like, okay, well, what's going to happen here? And then when you finally like, like, okay, I got this figured out, and I'm like, ah, oh, okay, I see where this is going. It's still interesting because you're still like, holy shit, how are they going to get to the, like, how, uh, how's, how's the Isn't next it thing? still like a drama, barely thriller? Mm, it, yeah, it's a drama, barely thriller, but it's, it excels at both of those. And even the little bits of comedy, it excels at those two. And usually, usually for me, the comedy is lost in translation when we're dealing with Korean type stuff that I, but here it was legit funny. Well, isn't that uh uh oh, what the fuck is his name Bong Joon Ho yeah. the, the 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 host yes and he did the one that you watched and I haven't seen yet it was on the roulette on Netflix um, yeah, the the one with the hippo cows thing yeah Okja or Okja that guy has that guy knows humor so if, I mean I get that part of it you're telling me that yeah uh, yeah. yeah but the the whole class warfare or yeah whatever uh, part of it. I don't know. I just like uh, oh, do, do do more do more hippo cow things, please. <laughs> hippo cow things, yeah. Uh, it's it's so it's my number one movie of the year thus far. But damn, that's saying something. I have to just yeah. Where everything else kind of lays out when the when the dust settles, we'll see. You know, there's still Rise of Skywalker and. There's the Fro- Frozen Two. Oh, and... let's talk about that real quick, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> we have to. Oh, we have the to. Carrot you... that uh, wanted to put up his butthole, and it's why. What? That's that's rapey and dark. Oh, oh, because the movie is dark. I guess because it's dark. I, I don't. <laughs> 
So here we okay, were sitting. A little bit of backstory before you get into this review. We've been texting back and forth about how you're going to take your kids to Frozen Two, and you're all excited. And I'm like, why? Because I'm the one weirdo on planet Earth that fucking hates Frozen. I don't care if it has good songs or what. Uh, story is bullshit. I I do not like that movie. And I have so many friends online that are so super excited for Frozen Two, and I'm like, Judas Priest, you're going to have to drag me to that shit because hell no. But oh. Please, how did your evening go? Oh, my evening. Well, we started at a Mexican restaurant, which strike one. Just strike one. And right before Wait, the Mexican why? restaurant. What is that? You racist? Oh, no, no, no. It's because of my stomach and my wife's stomach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, oh, you yeah. It's, Americans. It's, yeah. Got it's, it. it's, it's authentic Mexican food that <laughs> us Americans can't take in our yeah. guts. Um, so, so, okay. We'll back it up even one step further. Uh, so, my my boys are here doing their Beyblade stuff, and my buddy shows up with his boy and his set of Beyblades. <laughs> Beyblades are fucking loud. Just bing, bing, ha ha, laugh, 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 scream at each other as I'm trying to talk to my friend. It was chaos for an hour and a half before we even leave the apartment. So we left. I am just seething in a just shit mood thinking now I'm going to pay for a fucking expensive meal and we're going to take you kids to Frozen 2 and they're going to be fucking happy. <laughs> I don't know why you bother. I, I fucking oh. don't. So we, we, Once or twice a year. Until you can act right, you're not going to go do fun uh, shit. Because it wasn't fun. It <laughs> wasn't fun. Um, Mexican food was, it was delicious, but, uh, you know. So our stomachs and us go to the theater and... And it's it's at least ten degrees too hot in there. And that's this theater that we go to down here. Sometimes it can be just the North Pole freeze your balls off cold, or just no AC at all. Like it's it's okay when you walk in, and you're like, wait, there's just it's stagnant in here, and there's a whole bunch. Well, of you're in November in just, Florida, dude. You're you're in God's waiting room. Of fucking old people. Yeah. So in the summertime, <laughs> it's going to be fucking the Arctic. And in the, the November, fall, winter time, all the old people are bitching and moaning and complaining. Turn the heat yeah. up. I, it's cold. I'm freezing. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was, it was, it was warm. It was warm in there. And there was a lot of kids. But the kids, however, in which they were loud, I was, I, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. It's a kid's movie. It's fine. That was, I was fine. It was the big slob behind me. That would laugh at everything, even the uncomfortable parts, and not laugh like ha ha ha. He would gleefully like, <laughs> like oh, this dude probably has a gun. I am just waiting. Like what, you're you're gleefully giggling at weird shit in the movie. Like not funny, but I don't want to say weird, but just like the mystical shit. And he's back there, <laughs> right behind me. I'm like, oh dear God, please! I want to get out of this thing alive. My, I got. A... <laughs> that sounds like my trip into Sinister, where the woman just started pacing back and forth and yes. bitching about her taxes. Yeah, and even my wife, who she's easygoing in the theater, she would give me looks like, "That's not normal." Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I know, that's creepy. And I, I mean, I took a look at the guy. I'm like, that's uh, not making a scene. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. You with the wife beater shirt on and you no, know, and the backpack, the sit, the, nope, just you'll do your cackling and I'll do my penance here watching Frozen 2. So the movie itself, um, Elsa, the blonde, well, she reasons into the forest to Fuck, I don't care. do the elements. 
oh, hold on here, but there's water and the water has knowledge or water has memory because water, 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 lots of water in the woods. Um, meanwhile, Anna, uh, <laughs> Anna and her, um, and her, her stallion dude guy, he's trying to propose to her the whole movie, which right from the get go, <laughs> that goes there. He's looking at a book, you see. Well, I'm going to keep talking about it. I'm going to break this down real quick here. So um, Sven. Wait, is it Sven? Oh, well, let me see here. <laughs> Frozen 2. What's that guy's name? Let's see here. Um, not Ryder. Kristoff, um, Olaf, Elsa, Anna. I... Uh, well, shit, is it Ryder? Um, okay, wait. I think Sven. <laughs> okay, so Ryder is, I think it's Ryder, trying to propose to um, Elsa, but, you know, there's this and that going on. <laughs> going on, and <laughs> oh, Eric's got his back turned to me looking at comic books. <laughs> so, um, boy, you're getting me all flustered here. Uh, so Anna is in the woods, and she figures out there's this hole in the whatever that she falls into in the water then. <laughs> and she dies, kind of, sort of. All right, she's uh, frozen. And thus, because she um, gave, Ol- or gave Olaf life, that's Josh Gad's character, she gave him life. Well, if she dies, he dies. And so that's kind of an emotional part. Therefore, you have weird, creepy guy behind me going, <laughs> um, <laughs> he's still reading his comic book. <laughs> there are songs in it um, that are amusing, but not quite, <laughs> not quite up to par with uh, with the original. Um, Anna looks beautiful in her white gowny thingy, whatever. And I was actually waiting for a. Um, <laughs> That's, oh, great. He's back. That's great. That's <laughs> great. What else have um, you watched? Uh, I... <laughs> um, uh, that's about it for now, I think. Um, but I was actually waiting for Anna to, to to have a big coming out like thing in the movie. I was like, oh, like, come on, say it. You are right, and they didn't. Uh, missed opportunity, but whatever. So yeah, it it was. Uh, Hard to follow as hell and lots of talking. I mean, lots of conversations about things in the woods and water. Okay. <laughs> I'm tired of seeing the back of Eric's head. It's back to you. Oh, okay. Uh, coming soon for me. I've got uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm planning on watching here this week as soon as possible. Uh, I keep talking about going on VHS tear, and I really hope to do so as soon as all the work emergencies stop, and there is more than a couple hours in the day. Uh, because, you know, when you come home from those kind of days, it's like, ah, should I watch a movie? No, because I'll pass out in two seconds, so pop on little Gordon Ramsay and asleep. Um, but I'm hoping to, uh, yeah, start knocking some of this shit off my shelf. Uh, as as well as more of that 2B TV kind of barbarian queen trash. What about you? What do you got coming soon, Florida boy? Um, I've got um, I actually started watching 
Wolf Creek. I watched the first episode of the Wolf Creek series. That's on oh. Shutter. Oh, okay. And that's quite good so far. Very good, actually. Um, they actually got uh, John Jarrett back to. Oh, he be... wasn't busy. <laughs> yeah, he was not busy for some odd reason. Um, <laughs> uh, Greg McLean, I think, is back oh, as he's well as uh, freed up, huh? Yeah. yeah, he they they cleared their schedule. Let's just say that way. They, their schedules were cleared for this brief moment in time where they made Wolf Creek the series. Like I was about to make the Mandalorian, but I was like, eh, Wolf Let's Creek series. Hold. Yeah. Speaking of Mandalorian, we watched the third episode, so um, I, I'm just gonna wait until you watch it, and we'll we'll review that. How, how many are out? Are, are they three. gonna be done by the time I get it? Yes, they should be done mid to late December. But I think right around the time that uh, Skywalker movie comes out. I actually might get it a little earlier than that because of all the overtime I've been putting in. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. So I can, you know, I don't, I don't have to have every episode out by the time I start it. It's not like we're going to burn through it in a week. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Got... Um, uh, what else? Uh, sweet, sweet, lonely. Oh, uh, did you get taken over by the happening from your plastic plant in the corner? Or... There's an old man in a golf cart outside. Looking, looking out the window again. It's... Old man in golf cart. That's it's Florida. That's yep, Florida, that Eugene. Florida. I mean that <laughs> America's Wang. <laughs> Flaccid, I might add, if you didn't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh what else? Uh, oh, my wife wants to watch the first frozen. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. The next episode of this podcast will be just Eugene sucking Frozen's cock because oh. it won't be me. Uh, we should both watch that again and just like a, nope. a fresh set of eyes on that bad boy. No, 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 no. You're like my wife going, we should watch Lion King. I No, no, hell no. That shit sucks. I'll be in another room. <laughs> I don't care if new or cartoon. I don't care. I don't like that movie. Yeah, yeah. Then there's well, me. how about Greece? Let's watch Greece. Nope. 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 And then my daughter goes, well, what if I'm in the Greece musical at school? Ooh. <sighs> yeah, you, you might you might be stuck on that one. Yep. Might be. <laughs> <sighs> um, what else? I have uh, Shudder stuff. This Shudder. Whatever's on Shudder, I watch. Just that and Frozen. Lots. Oh, and, and Disney Plus. I'm going to watch Flight of the Navigator, I guess. Um, nice. Yeah. That's a good flick. Yeah. You have no middle ground whatsoever. No, it's, it's just straight gore, horror, <laughs> death, Italian <laughs> bullshit, and Disney. Uh-huh. And anything in the middle, you're like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> that's how I roll. That is how I roll. And that's how everybody should roll. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, all right. Oh, now they're, I mean... What the fuck is happening outside your window? For fuck, I mean, I understand it when it's when it's over the top of your laptop and it's distracting and you can't help it, but you're literally turning 180 degrees to look out your tiny oh, I, little window. I, I hear weed eaters going, so I, I should probably investigate. It's Florida! <laughs> I mean, well, I guess you should be surprised. There's no grass. Yeah, there is no grass. I'm, that's why I'm like, what, what are they doing? They're weed eating the, the weeds, which is grass, so what's the... Yeah, they're, they're fake plants. Yeah. It's the happening. It's what uh-huh. that's what it is. <sighs> Damn it! Now we're about an hour and forty-five now. So we're... good, good. This will waste <laughs> up more of my life. Okay, we gotta go. All right, uh, talk to you next week. All right, see ya. Bye. Oh, okay, here I'm. I'm. I'm.
you're not recording anymore, but I am. So another one for the another, wait, he's not, he's another one for the record. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.